Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship, and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Welcome to The Pleasure Zone, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. I am so happy to have you with me today. And for all of you who have been avid listeners throughout the last six years, I'm so grateful for that. It's always a great motivating factor to have listenership. And it's a great motivating factor to receive notes and letters, kind words, and all kinds of um, different things like suggestions for shows from the listeners as well. I'm very grateful for all of that. So for those of you who are brand new and didn't know what you just stumbled upon, you stumbled upon The Pleasure Zone, my friend. And The Pleasure Zone is where we talk about all things pleasure, bodies, sex, intimacy, all great, fantastical, scrumptious things in life. And we do that here because I think that on the planet, we just need more of it. With chaos and corruption and all the kinds of things going on on the planet, a little bit of pleasure, a little bit of kindness, a little bit of fun and play can really go a long way. And today we're actually going to talk a lot about play because our topic is role-playing and fantasies. How fun is that? And when I first wrote that, I thought, I wonder how many people who are looking for like information about Dungeons and Dragons is going to end up looking at this show. And hey, if you are into Dungeons and Dragons and you want to wear costumes that are related to those kinds of role-playing games, that's great. Awesome. You are welcome to, and really, it's all about all fantasies. So what is even the purpose of fantasies? Well, I don't know if you know this, but people study these things. People study everything in the way that, like, I've, you know, study what people study, right? So there was a, a study done um, in 2008 were information that was put out in 2008 based on a study that suggested that um, that uh, sexual fantasies and sexual di- about a study about sexual fantasies and sexual differences. It suggested that the, over the last you know several millions of years, that an individual's odds of reproducing and passing on his or her genetic material to future generations thereby increasing the survival chances of the species in general, have brought about the sexual fantasy differences that we have today. So the research uh, was done by Hawk in 2008. Now, I think it's interesting that we think that we need to find a reason for it, but it does make sense that we do have a reason for it, um, that we've evolved to that. Not that we know if original man who man and woman who are on the planet you know, maybe Neanderthals, if they fantasized, we don't know. We don't know where they were at. But let's just say we tap into the Neanderthal fantasy world. It could be, uh, it could be happening. The Neanderthals could have actually been fantasizing for all we know. Maybe it was about making um, the next catch for food. 
But a lot of what was probably going on in their lives was survival, 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 and didn't necessarily have a lot to do with play, pleasure, and finding increased ways of propagating on the planet and having um, just a different way of being, right? Which is what we're all looking for. So beyond us having, you know, 15 to 25 children, we're actually having sex for pleasure. And to be able to have sex for pleasure without having to, to actually create a child, then we need to add some things into it because we're doing it for other purposes. So I think it's kind of fun to consider that this is sort of an evolutionary process that, that we have sexual evolution. So there's another um, bit of information that came from the same study by Hawk in 2008 where he talked about fantasy and sexual evolution that if all members of a species engaged in a certain behavior, there may also be an adaptive or evolutionary survival reason for it. So most people are engaging in fantasy and role play and there is survival that can occur. And actually, just as we were coming on to the show, I was chatting with my friend and producer, Keisha, who has her own show on the station as well. So check check that out as well. It's called The Lining Divine. And we were just talking about, you know, do do these uh, fantasies, do they, uh, you know, do they add to a relationship or do they take away from it? I like to think that if we're looking at it from an evolutionary process and that if most people are fantasizing and this has become part of our evolution, that it is part of the survival of a relationship or even let's say if it's survival of a relationship, it could also be just survival of your own sanity and then if you're sane, then you're able to function better with other people. So maybe fantasies can help us survive things that are going on in the, in our world, right? So maybe fantasies right now, you know, uh, for those of you who are listening in the future, it's, uh, you know, August of 2020, our world is still sitting in a pandemic at this time in history there's chaos around the planet. There are all kinds of perspectives flying everywhere. Um, so there's a lot of information and there's a lot of misinformation and there's a lot of chaos going on. And in a time like this, I wonder if how we can actually use fantasies and role playing to allow ourselves to have more fun, use it as a relaxation tool, use it as a way to increase those dopamine levels increase also all the um, those like feel-good energies we want to have in our body and all the hormones that will, you know, increase as your body is stimulated so and pleasure stimulated and orgasmic. So the curiosity to me is, can we use, you know, role-playing and can we use fantasies as a method of healing? My thoughts on that are yes. Uh, my thoughts on all things pleasure related is if we're working in a realm that's consensual, that pleasure is a type of healing for sure. That is, I, I would say that after 280 episodes that I have conclusively figured out that pleasure is a healing modality. So <laughs> I'm thinking 
that if pleasure is a healing modality, and now if anybody wants to dispute me, you can listen to all 280 episodes and find proof uh, against what I'm saying, that um, if pleasure is a healing modality, how can we use fantasies and role-playing to actually heal our minds, heal our lives, and heal our bodies? Well, lots of ways. Let's take it down to like the very basics. Like, let's go to fun. Like, there's some really fun things we can look at. As I was saying, that images of like playing nurse and doctor come in. Now, for people who are worried about, uh, you know, health issues, if you could create play with your health issues and maybe have some role playing and fun in your loverships with, uh, say, for example, playing the role of the doctor, the dentist, the nurse, scientist, whatever, as much as you can be using that as a playful, fun thing to maybe increase stimulation, there is a level that your body will also be picking up that information and potentially starting to have it heal. So why is that? Like, why would a body heal if it's receiving, um, you know, playful information during role-playing? I'll give you a scenario. You're having a role-playing experiment with your lover in your lovership and you get to be the patient and your lover is the doctor or the nurse and your lover is going to do a diagnosis for you that, you know, your body is, your body's healthy, super stimulated, super sexy, all of these things. And you know what? Our bodies love to hear this kind of information. They actually respond to information. Think about it for just a second. If somebody tells you that you're an idiot, you're a loser, and you don't know anything, on some level you're, you receive that information, you may react, you may want to throttle them, you may um, counteract, you may actually want to uh, argue with them against you know what they're saying to you but that information is affecting you. Uh, so I wanted to show you how, you know, when we give information that could be detrimental, it can be, you know, things that like you're an idiot could cause you to fight, right? Or you can give information like, hey, you're so sexy and this is like, you can give the body that information and bodies love that. Bodies love to feel attractive and they love to feel sexual and they love to feel sensual. Um, for the most part, I do know there is a category of people in society that are that identify as asexual, and that is not their thing. Um, but for those of you who consider yourselves sexual, sensual beings, which is a majority of people out there, your body will respond to information about being sexual and sensual, and it will love it. So I'm thinking that you can invite your lover to be your lover and healer. And we've talked about on this show before, I actually had several guests come on who have uh, sexual healing capacities. We don't always identify the people who are guests as sexual healers um, because they don't necessarily want to be approached as prostitutes or whatever. However, there are lots of sexual healers on the planet and a lot of them uh, a lot of people that I have as guests have those capacities. So as as uh, having that capacity, you can actually invite your lover or in your lovership, you can invite healing through role-playing, playing different things. You could play the masseuse, you could play the healer, you could play the doctor, the dentist, 
any of those things could actually be a really sweet and amazing invitation for bodies to heal and de-stress. So that's one great aspect of role-playing is it can take away some of the stress of trying to please because you're creating an atmosphere of play. And how often do we just make sex incredibly, incredibly serious? So the beautiful thing about fantasies, and as I was mentioning earlier, is that there's been a sort of evolutionary process where we've become people who now utilize fantasies to have our our sex lives become more interesting and fascinating and enjoyable. There are some things that are universally true about fantasies that, for one thing, having fantasies can be one of the most universal sexual phenomena that occurs across human beings. So those fantasies themselves are not going to all be equal or the same. But for example, fantasizing when you're masturbating, super common. Even fantasizing while you are having intercourse with your partner, super common. So one of the other things that's a kind of a universal truth fact about fantasies is that you know, we have a stronger ability to reveal uh, the truth about ourselves and our own sexual um, preferences, our psyches, uh, through fantasy. So I know for me, I have some pretty wild and amazing fantasies. And some of those fantasies are things that really would be intriguing to have come in real life. And they usually include a lot of uh, reverence for me as like a sexual goddess being who gets to be um, like so incredibly sexy that the thought of me just makes people explode with total orgasms. Like that's the kind of stuff that really turns me on, gets me going. And I love, I love the idea of being like an exhibitionist. And if I didn't love being an exhibitionist, I don't think I would have this show. So even though on this show I'm being a verbal exhibitionist, coming soon you'll be able to get video of me as well. And there is so much fun for me and the idea that I'll be able to be seen while talking about sex, just stepping into a little bit more of the vulnerability, stepping into a little bit more of the fun play, the exhibitionist kind of personality that I have. So fulfilling some of those awesome fantasies in the world and Again, although fantasies are not universal and everybody doesn't fantasize about being an exhibitionist, it certainly is um, a fairly common thing where people will have some thoughts uh, about the, you know, about their uh, their true depths of who they are will be revealed in fantasy. So different uh, beliefs and different behaviors too. Sometimes fantasies will take you on a whole other roller coaster that reveals some things to you about yourself, some of your deep, dark secrets that you haven't really been willing to acknowledge. So for a lot of different analysts, uh, whether they're psychological, uh, psychologists or psychiatrists, um, they can use sexual fantasies as a great way to figure out, you know, what some of your deeper issues are as well. So sexual fantasies can be used for many things, um, there's a lot of information in fantasies. There's usually even like there can be sometimes uh, visual stimulation, thoughts, ideas that are 
coming through almost like a, a visualization, right? Or you could have um, just uh, sound or taste. Different senses are becoming heightened through sexual fantasies. I think it's a great way to like increase your sensitivity because you're using these heightened senses. Um, so they are also great for just looking at where you are in your own sexual evolution too. So, you know, if your fantasies start out pretty uh, small, like for example, your fantasies, you know, when you're a kid, I'll say I had fantasies as a kid. I know I did when I was like six or seven, my greatest fantasies were, um, at that time was like, it just really wanted to touch people. I just wanted to touch private parts, no matter all those private parts. I wanted to touch penises and I wanted to touch vulvas and I didn't really know what else I wanted to do, but that's, I knew I wanted to do that. And then they evolved. Those fantasies evolved to this place where it's now like, wow, now I'm like exhibitionist fantasies involving like S&M, BDSM, like fantasies have evolved for sure. They didn't start out that way, but they're certainly evolving. And I'm just curious to see over the years where else my fantasies will go. So for those of you who are listening, welcome to the world of fantasies and role playing. I would love to hear from you if you have any fantasies or different things that you would love to role play and you are listening live right now and you'd like to share some of your fantasies. I'd love to hear them. You can call in at in the U.S. at one eight one five. 880-8255 and in Canada at 1-613-800-8736. I'm just curious, what are your fantasies? So we're going to head to our next commercial break. That gives you a minute or two to call in and I would love to hear from you. So you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melissa every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today from the U.S., call 815 880 TALK. 
That's 815-880-8255. From Canada, dial 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Or send your questions or comments via email to info at militsayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone tonight here on Inspired Choices Network. And today we're talking about fantasies and role play. And what are fantasies anyway, right? I mean, we kind of dive, dove into some fantasy stuff, but we haven't really talked about what is a fantasy anyway. What are they? And so on this, uh, for this show, we're going to just discuss fantasies as what the imagination does for your body um, in terms of getting it to be aroused. So fantasies are like the imagination's desires, also the fears sometimes as well that can come up in, um, you know, if you're masturbating, sometimes fears arise, sometimes the drives that you have, as well as, um, you know, sometimes there's like sequences, like stories that occur for your fantasies. So sexual and erotic fantasies are generally specific to sexual content um, or the intention to enhance sexual feelings. That is generally true. I found, though, in my life that I can even fantasize about my business. Um, And in fantasizing about my business, I can often have it become like energetic magic. So for those of you who aren't familiar with the show, you haven't maybe heard me talk about sexual magicism. Um, a couple of years ago, I had a course that I was running called Sexual Magicism, which I will be getting back up and running as well. It'll be available online and in like online as in online classes with me that you'll be able to attend live online. And there'll also be a course that will be available that you'll be able to do in your own time. So that'll be coming in the next few months. So you'll hear more about that. But with that, um, I talk a lot about fantasies in that course and discuss how you can use your fantasies and the energy from things like masturbation and include your your business in your fantasies. So, you know, getting turned on by having lots of people come as clients or something to that effect there is there is such a great um, number of ways that you can use your sexual energy and your fantasies to improve your life. And it doesn't always have to be sexual fantasies. So, again, fantasies can be so many things. And some fantasies are are things that can also have, we could say, like they could have an impact that might be disturbing to you. And I would say that for... Well, you know, for some people who have had in their life abuses, sexual abuse of sorts, sometimes there is this creeping energy that comes up where it's like you can't get the perpetrator out of your mind and sometimes their energy arises and it can be kind of uh, overpowering, disturbing, saddening. It can distract you from your pleasure. And so there can be some impact as well, and it can deter you from even trying to go further. It can deter you from trying to, to masturbate again or to choose pleasure, to have sex or anything like that. I have done some shows about how we can overcome these things and using different tools and uh, methods. So if 
if that has occurred in your life, you find that that even trying to fantasize while you masturbate is very hard and frustrating because maybe you've been impacted in your life. There's been different traumas that have occurred. Um, Please contact me. I'll gift you 15 minutes of my time and we can get, I can get you some tools to be able to manage that. Okay. So how do you contact me? Contact me through melitzajelinek.com. Send me an email, find me on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, Those are the main ones that I use. And you can contact me there as well. Send me a private message. Let me know what this is about. And then I'll get back to you. If you just leave me vague messages like, hi, I tend to just ignore it. But if you're like, hi, I listen to your show. I'm curious about your gift of the 15 minutes coaching. I listen to your show about fantasies and I'm struggling because I have had, you know, trauma in my life. Awesome. Let me know. And I will get back to you. If you leave it vague, it probably won't. So, um, also, uh, fantasies can be used. So, you know, they can have this sort of impact. It can lead you down a, a dark hall. Uh, however, that dark hall can also be very enlightening if you're willing to have some assistance to get through it. And also, you know, um, sometimes in fantasies, there can be that energy where you've been overpowered. Maybe in your life you were violated. And so your body has some connection to either overpowering others or being overpowered. And if those fantasies are disturbing to you and you'd like to switch it, then contact me. But if you're enjoying your fantasies of power and play, then enjoy them as long as when you are asking to act them out, make sure that your partner is consenting because sometimes there can be this um, power struggle that occurs and people can lose their sense of reality in the fantasy where they, you know, don't hear the safe words and they just kind of, they're, they're not being honoring of their partner So not a fan of that, definitely a fan of honoring the safe word and honoring all the things that um, keep everybody in a consensual mode. So also a lot of things. So what are some fantasies about? Fantasies have so many different uh, like things that people fantasize about. I love hearing people's fantasies. I find them fascinating. Um, I know, like I was saying, for me, I got, I have, a tendency to have kind of exhibitionist type fantasies, teacher type fantasies where I'm like the teacher and whatever they get to be. Um, Not so much like a school situation, but it's more like fantasies of I get to teach an adult who does not know anything about sex, things about sex. So truly this show gets me aroused. Talking about sex and educating about sex, I find incredibly arousing. So it's awesome to have the pleasure zone where I get to basically stimulate myself mentally for an hour. How lucky am I? <laughs> so uh, sometimes fantasies too, they can be on the edge of breaching what's like socially acceptable or even practical. Like, is it practical to have sex outdoors or, you know, in Canada we have this tower called the CN tower. And I bet most Torontonians at some point have had some kind of fantasy about like masturbating off of the uh, restaurant level of the CN Tower. I'm just guessing, like I have not had that one, but there is a glass floor at the CN Tower and I have had the fantasy of having sex on the glass floor where you look down and it's like, 
I don't even know if you're like several hundred stories up in the air. So there are some pretty, you know, people generally have some, can have some pretty unrealistic or impractical fantasies, but some of them aren't totally impossible. Like there's a list of some common um, fantasies and I'll just give them to you. So it maybe helps you not feel so uh, strange in the world. So some common Fantasies are like, um, for example, for men, might be if you're going to a sperm donor bank and you get to have sex at the sperm donor bank, maybe with the doctor, maybe after you've get donated sperm, maybe the person who's getting your sperm is so turned on by you, they just want to give it, give her the best to you, you know. Um, you also fantasy of being the opposite gender than you are. Um, I have to say that is also one of my all-time favorites because I think I have a stellar energetic penis. And I don't even have to imagine that I'm the opposite gender. I just know that I am and can be and can step into that if I need to. And, you know, uh, sex in public places, even like parks or like water parks or on roller coasters, uh, a lot of people have fantasies about having sex with their relatives especially because it's so taboo and also having multiple partners like orgies, uh, having sex in front of your partner who might not be interested in you, but you have a whole slew of lovers um, that you're having sex with in front of them. Like, ha ha, I got my, I got people who are interested in me. It's kind of like a proving fantasy. Um, I would say that anything that has to do with trying to show off can be a fantasy. So, um, doing different things that are uh, sort of sport or sh- showing off some kind of strength, like, you know, whether it's like having sex on skis or having sex uh, on a baseball diamond or no, you name it. So another big one is sex with different celebrities. That one's really common. Um, sex with pretty much anybody, uh, including like past lovers, dead lovers, uh, people that you wished were your lover, your best friend's, you know, spouse, or even um, having sex with a virgin or as a virgin, pretending you're naive. All of these things are really common fantasies. So just letting you know you're not in a weird, weird world. And um, comments in the chat room is, my body loves outdoor sex. Me too. Huge fan. Love being able to go out into my field of, so in my property, I have 45 acres of land and 35 acres is trees and 10 is open fields. And there's nothing quite like having sex in an open field um, or even just masturbating in an open field. Love it. So fun. So I'm sure there are those of you out there who have that too. There's something so inviting about nature and just being in it and having your body feel nurtured and alive. And it can also feel incredibly naughty because you're out there in public. In a way, it's public, but it's private. But it's yeah, there's uh, the edge of exhibitionism going on. So fun. So I get it. I totally get it. And So with that thought, I'd like you to think about what are some of the fantasies that maybe you start to have and then as you are fantasizing and maybe masturbating and fantasizing, you deliberately switch out of them because 
you think there's something morally wrong about it or you think there's something disgusting about it or you've judged yourself about that. I bet most of you have had at least one fantasy session in your life where you've stopped yourself and tried to track it to go in another direction uh, to avoid wherever the energy was flowing and you might have thought it was perverted or wrong. You know, for some men, maybe it's like they're really turned on by anal play, but they don't want to admit it. So they could be fantasizing about anal play and then all of a sudden they're like, oh God, I can't do that. That's just it. Um, but they really are turned on by it, but they're making it wrong. So I want you to examine for you, what are some of the fantasies that you've made wrong but actually, your body is making them so, so right. So time to explore that. So you are listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzayelenich.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today from the U.S., call 815-880-TALK. That's 815-880-8255. From Canada, dial 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Or send your questions or comments via email to info at MilicaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight we're talking about fantasies and role-playing and just getting some ideas here just to help you feel a little bit less cuckoo and a little bit more playful and a little bit more into the zone of pleasure, the pleasure zone. So let's talk about some pros and cons of taking that step with fantasy where it goes out of your head and into your life and it becomes something that you're choosing to act on. So some of the common things that people have agreed are some pros to fantasy play are 
that they can do things like adding spice to your life. They can create new memories. Like, remember when we did it in the field? My husband and I always say stuff like that because it's funny to just be like, hey, remember that? Hey, remember when we christened the shipping container? Remember when we did it in the woods? I don't know. We have like a lot of, um, he's good about it. He likes to have um, play outside too. So my lever ship's kind of fun that way and funny. And then we're like, where didn't we do it outside yet? Oh, we need to try this tree. So when you got a lot of trees in the forest, there's a lot of places to have sex by trees. So creating new memories is always fun. Um, And also sometimes those memories, it's not about like trying to recreate the past, but it is fun to look back and see how funny that you are together. And it sometimes can open up ideas for like new places. What else would you like to do? What else would you like to do? And it helps you to find things that you're both interested in as well. So just things you might not have even known. Like I have to say that, um, you know, I did not really think of my lover husband as somebody who would have been so like open to sex in different locations all over the place. Uh, all over, all over all places, other people's homes. I don't know. We're just kind of out of control that way. But he, uh, you wouldn't peg him for that, but he definitely is. And it's kind of fun that you get to, while exploring fantasies in, in terms of playing of them out, is you get to find out more and more about what your lover likes, what their comfort zones are, what your comfort zones are. And then you can talk about these things. You can improve your communication. Like, yes, I like this, but maybe next time, instead of laying in our field of hay with no blanket, we'll try a blanket because that hay was really prickly and stabby. So some helpful hints is don't have sex in a hay field without a comfy blanket. And being playful. I think to me, number one thing is sex should be fun. It should be playful. Uh, maybe we get rid of the should. Sex is meant to be fun and playful. That's my, that is my opinion of the day. So some of the things that can go awry when it comes to fantasy play and like stepping into it is that sometimes if you don't have those safe words in place, you can be having your lover become very uncomfortable. Like you're pushing them past their comfort zone, pushing them past their boundaries and what they're okay with. That's not okay. And sometimes trying to act out fantasies can create even things like guilt or shame. People know, so like a a partner might have a fantasy and they try to guilt or shame their other partner into it. Not okay. Um, Also using it as a weapon, right? So you could say, for example, have your, in your partnership, the person might be like, well, you never had a threesome with me and my fantasy is to have a threesome and our relationship is no good because we never fulfilled that fantasy. That would be using it as an emotional weapon or holding it against them saying, you're just a chicken. You won't do blah, blah, blah. Crappy, crappy ways of being with people. Not cool. I would not, I would not choose you as a lover if you're an ass like that, just letting you know. If you are an ass like that, I will coach you into not being an ass so that you can have more people who might enjoy you as a lover. But if you enjoy being an ass, do not contact me. Also, um, sometimes people will become like they're so into the fantasy that they they can no longer just have 
sex on the regular and just like have some in the bed sex, but they become like addicted to the fantasy. Just like you can become addicted to anything um, that is like hyper stimulating and is sending, you know, all the oxytocin to your brain or like creating all the or dopamine to your brain. So you feel so high that you become addicted to it. So that can happen as well. And also that fantasy becomes the new lifestyle. So you act, you avoid intimacy altogether and it's all about the fantasy. Put on the schoolgirl outfit. Let's play that. Well, hi, I'm a person still with the schoolgirl outfit. So there's like, there can be a missing component. So fantasy can be really great when you have certain things already in your relationship. Like you have communication, you have your safe words, you have interest in each other and you enjoy each other's company. All those things are fabulous to have. Um, so also one of the cons could be that you might actually be harming your lover, um, like hurting them, hurting their feelings and anything like that is just not cool. So yeah, loverships, aren't they interesting? And fantasies and role play bring a whole other level of play, especially when you're willing to play with uh, your lover with that. Whoever your lover might be, even if your lover... You know, some guys, I think, don't even realize how much women actually do fantasize. And one of the things that women often fantasize about are actually fantasizing about people they have already been involved with or have have like a connection with. So that's a majority of women. I don't really fall under that category. I am more like I am more interested in like people I've. I fantasize about situations that have never occurred in my life and people that I've probably never met because I don't, generally I don't see faces. So that's kind of a fun thing for me. It's all about body parts, stages, different lighting where only I am the light of the day and I can only see like genitals being stimulated. Like those are my fantasies and I'm sharing them with you guys today so you can just tap in to the fun of my fantasies. Um, what they do uh, have analyzed in fantasies between men and women is that men typically fantasize about people who they'd like to have sex with. Um, or maybe they've never even met them either. Or they could be like famous people, could be, you know, friends, uh, wives or husbands or whatever. So they tend to fantasize about people that they would like to have sex with and just sex no emotional attachment. But uh, men and women both do have a lot of taboo fantasies, like my fun fantasy of being on stage and arousing entire crowds. Oh, yeah, super fun. So some of the interesting facts, too, about male fantasies are that men are actually twice as likely to be triggered by what they've heard, seen, or read. So things in pornography are great for that, and things in... Uh, nudie mags are all great for that. They tend to be, for men, more sexually explicit, more physically arousing, uh, where they are, they like to be um, objects of desire or that they are desiring women as if they are objects, that sort of thing, or men as if they are objects. So lots of stuff going on um, also with men, like with multiple partners, with people who are anonymous. Um, I have to say that my brain when stimulated, works like a male brain. I, I tend to operate that way, which is fascinating to me. Um, most women fantasize about things that are have more emotional content um, that may actually be about commitment, maybe about 
um, having familiar partners or more plots and dialogue and characters and storylines. And um, so you'll notice too that that people who create porn are fully aware of this, of course. And so they create scenarios for porn for men that will have different stimulating factors than they do for women. When they create porn for women, it's based on stories, love affairs, um, different things that are known generally to stimulate women's brains, but not all women's brains, because as I've confessed, I've got more of a man brain. And I don't know, I think I have some friends who also have man brains too. So I would say that a lot of times people are not even aware of what their partner's fantasies are, what their you know, their sexual partners, they don't even know what their partners want. So number one is, A, figure out what you're actually fantasizing about. Because surprisingly, a lot of people don't ever sit back and realize what they do end up fantasizing about. They've never really analyzed it, I guess, or realized that there's a theme going on or that they maybe they don't have the go-to it's like, oh, there's a go-to. Oh, I know what my go-to is. It's like, well, I kind of told you one of my go-tos, but I have several go-tos. When in doubt, this fantasy will work. Um, and so there there are all kinds of fantasies um, that can be your go-tos. But if you don't know what your fantasies are that turn you on, it's really tricky to have the conversation with your partner, your lover, about these fantasies. So know what they are for you, number one. What do you fantasize about when you masturbate? masturbation is not your thing let's talk about that so contact me let's get you on track knowing your own body masturbating is a great tool for that and and then conversations what's your fantasy what turns you on what would you like to do blah 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 it's always fun to talk about sex and fantasies i it's rare i think that um if you're in a relationship that's loving, kind, and caring, it's very rare that your partner would would not care about your your fantasies, what turns you on. If you're in a loving, caring, kind relationship, your partner would like to know. They actually are interested in stimulating you. They're actually interested in being your top-notch lover. So let them know so they can be your top-notch lover. So... Uh, I know too that there are a number of women who who have admitted that they can have total orgasm just by fantasy alone without physical touch or stimulation. I know I have. I pretty much woke up in the middle of the night last night, like on the verge of orgasm, and I was like, "Oh, right, I'm not in that scenario right now. I'm not there. I'm not actually there, but it feels so incredibly real." that I would have what the equivalent for men is wet dreams, I have wet dreams. So how fun is that? Any other ladies out there with wet dreams giving you a shout out? Because I know I'm not alone in this. I know lots of women have these. So it's a lovely thing to have. Anyway, we're running late on our last commercial break. So just want to hit that. And we're listening. You are listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network. And we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? 
Lean In Now with Milica Jelanić, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Milica Jelanić, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Milica Jelanić is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzayelenich.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today from the U.S., call 815-880-TALK. That's 815-880-8255. From Canada, dial 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Or send your questions or comments via email to info at MilicaJelenic.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight we've been talking about role-playing and fantasies and how they can be fun and the conversations to have and how to bring them up and how to create them as something that is not weird or awkward in your loverships. So there are some, though, that I want to be really clear on because there are some fantasies that can, if acted out, will be dangerous. And the truth is that a lot of women, um, when they've been interviewed, there very few women have the intention of carrying out their sexual fantasies. Well, two-thirds of men actually do feel like they should carry out in their lifetime their sexual fantasies. So, um, some of the things that come up, and I mention that because some of the things that are coming up for as fantasies are things like rape, castration, kidnapping, incest, sex while driving, unprotected sex, adultery, um, you know, things that are illegal, right? Asphyxiation, which is like when you uh, choke a person so they stop breathing, bestiality, which is sex with animals, pedophilia, which is sex with children, public sex, which I've done but in my own field, prostitution, nice play, which can absolutely lead to people um, dying, and sex with a teacher or boss. Well, I did have sex with one of my martial arts instructors once, and that's another story. Um, so those things are, yes, illegal, and they can lead to problems. So I'm just letting you know which which um, of the fantasies you have that could land you in jail, just so you're aware of that. I also want to mention them because some of those fantasies, like uh, rape and abuse fantasies, 
they can do what's called somatize in your body. Somatization is like where your body starts to have a reaction to an emotional event or something that you see or smell or feel, and then your body takes it in and it starts to hold on to that. So I do body work that is a type of somatic body work to actually release traumas and different uh, things in bodies that are holding pain or uh, loss of movement in the body. And and fantasies, when they have been played out repeatedly, 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 like possibly like things like rape scenes where you feel uh, vulnerable or you have, you're not feeling empowered, your mind starts to take that and may actually use the shame from that or the shame or the blame or the guilt or whatever is coming up and it will create it um, in your body as a physical dysfunction. So you may land things like uh, sexual dysfunction. You may end up having things like physical pain in your body. So one of the things that very few people I find who come to me for healing work in terms of like the body work and energy work I do, um, a lot of them are people who are interested in the healing aspect, but not realizing that there is a whole realm of things that are sexually related that could be influencing what's going on in their bodies. So, you know, if, if for example, you uh, have have had violence in your body repeatedly, whether it's occurred in your life as, as a, say, for example, as a violation to your body, or if you've just fantasized about rape repeatedly, your body takes that as the same. And it will actually utilize that information and hold it and store it in your body. So fantasies can be healing, but fantasies can also be detrimental. So it's really good to be clear on what you're fantasizing with and are you moving the energy out of your body? Are you storing these things in your body? Are you able to change that? And if you aren't able to change that and you'd like to, remember to contact me. This is one of my expertises is getting shit out of the body. And so please do contact me um, at melitzajelenik.com and we will set up a time that we can discuss this and work it through and I can show you some things to do to move these things like traumas out of your body. Much easier to do when I can chat with you about that. So I do not know what my mystery subject for next week will be. It'll be fun and interesting. Until then, stay tuned in and turned on. Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.